רק אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכלי עפר קדושים אשר בארץ אימה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל ומקו חוכמה רבנו נחל מפגה. נענח נחמה נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today we're going to start Torah and Nundalet. It's on the bigger side this Torah, so we're going to do it in a few parts, Bizrat Hashem, over a few days. But uh, let's hop right into it. And at the beginning, Rabbeinu brings two verses, one from Sefer Bereshit and one from Tehidim. And we're going to put those aside um, until Rabbeinu um, will come and explain these verses according to the lesson. So we see in this is in Parashat Miketz. It was after two years that Paro was dreaming and he was standing on the river. And behold, from the river ascended seven uh, cows, etc. As we see in the verse over there in the entire story uh, with regard to Yosef. The second uh, verse that Rabbeinu brings from Tehilim, Adonai Elohai Gadata Me'od Hod Ve'adar Labashta which means what Hashem Elokai Gadat Me'od, you are very great, Hashem, my God. Hold Vadalabasta, you have clothed yourself in majesty and uh, splendor. Ote Orkasanma, you wrapped um, um Ote Or wrapped in light kasarma, like a cloak. Note Shamaim Kariya. Um, you stretch out the heavens like a curtain. Or you you wrap the light as a cloak. You stretch out the heavens like a curtain. Okay. Shabbat Shalom. Hashem, it's hopper into the lesson. Rabbeinu tells us something very important. A person must guard very much his memory. Zikaron, that he should not fall into what we call forgetfulness. And what is forgetfulness? The aspect of mitatalev, the demise, the death of the heart. Rabbeinu defines for us what is memory. True memory is what? To remember constantly the world to come. Don't ever entertain the thought, God forbid. That the world is only one. So a person should never entertain the thought that this world is only one, meaning that it's just this world that exists. Rather, what? You should always have the, the thought of the world to come. And by binding your thought to the world to come, through this, Rabbeinu explains, One creates the unification between Yudke Vavke and Elokai. Ki Hashem Elokim why? For the name Hashem Elokim, Yudke Vavke and Elokim, the combination of these two aspects, of these two names, is what we call Shem Maleh, the complete name. This complete name represents the aspect of the world to come, as is brought um, in the Zohar, Bereshit Rabbah, I believe, etc., etc., different places. And we also see in the in Sabbath Mishvatim in the Zohar, we see on the verse Hashem Elokai, Hashem my God, that the Zohar says over there, this is the illumination of faithfulness. The ascent of thought, the Alma of the world to come. 
the ascent of thought of the world to come. Hashem Elokai is this aspect of um, whenever the thought reaches this concept of the world to come. Which we just explained, Rabbeinu just taught us, is Zikaron, memory, etc. So through memory, one is able to unify these concepts, Hashem Elokai. Rabbeinu goes on to say that this aspect is to remember constantly the world to come. Meaning, to constantly bind one's thought to the world to come. This applies in general, in general, in generality, and particularly. In generality, this is how a God-fearing person ought to act. So what did that mean? Rabbeinu is going to explain how remembering the world to come um, applies um, in a general sense and in a very specific sense. So the general sense is that this is the person's, the way a person should act and behave. Immediately when a person wakes up, Rabbeinu advises, gives us these, this huge advice, before a person does anything, remember the world to come. Rabbanu says, immediately remember the world to come. And then afterwards, do this in specificity, in particular, uh, in particularity. For Rabbanu explained that the entire world, this entire world, is an enclosing of the lower levels of holiness. Um, it encloses holiness, meaning all these lower levels are enclosing this holiness, meaning the feet of this holiness. Uh, so sorry, the world is enclosing these lower levels of holiness. This represents what are these lower levels of holiness? The feet of holiness. As we see in the verse in Isaiah. The earth is my footstool, Hashem says. So we see the earth, Eretz, is these madregot atartonot, which encloses this concept of the foot. What's the foot? The feet of holiness, etc., which is these um, these lower levels. Sorry. But also these low... These lower... Uh, these Sorry, these higher levels of holiness. It's true that these high levels of holiness also have a revelation in this world. Not just the lower levels of holiness are revealed in this world, but also the upper levels. But that revelation isn't enclosed in the essence of this world. But only as a radiance. As the radiance that illuminates in the aspect of the ragnin, the feet. So we see the upper levels illuminate as a radiance into the feet, and then these feet are then revealed into the world. But the aspect of the feet is what's revealed in the essence of this world. Alan explains that every single day there's the concept of thought, speech, and action. And God, He can, uh, um, He constricts that that godliness which is infinite and has no end, up until the center point of this physical world which we are standing in right now, which we are, which we are presently in. So God's infinite holiness, infiniteness, is 
constricted to the point of the center of this world of physicality. And God arranges to each and every person thought, speech, and action according to that day, according to the person, and according to the place. And He encloses it within. He encloses it within the thought and the speech and the action. That God within the thought, speech and action is hiding hints for us, is hinting to us in order to come close to His service, to serve Hashem. That within this, um, these machshabat diborim masim, that um, Hashem is hinting to us these thoughts on how to come close to Him. And this is why a person must Deepen his thoughts within this. And to greaten his understanding. And a person must understand what these hints in par are, what these particular hints are telling him. That are enclosed within the thought, speech, and action of that specific day. That God arranged for him. Whether it comes in physical labor or in business. And the more a person, or the more God arranges for him every single day, the person must deepen and greaten his thoughts within this. In order to understand the thoughts or the hints that Hashem um, that Hashem is sending this person. So God sends a person hints every day, and a person must pay attention to these hints through putting his mind into the machshaba dibur of every day's actions. But the expansion of this intellect with regard to what we just explained must be done in measure. That it should not go out from the boundaries of holiness. Only according to his human intellect that he has, the same is true how much he should grade in his thoughts in this, according to the measure of his human intellect. And he should not look above his level, above his um, where he stands. Because as we know in the Gemara Chagigah, it says, don't inquire that which is hidden and, and too sublime for you. And this is what it says in the verse. The second verse that Rabbeinu brought from Tehidim at the beginning of the lesson. You are very great. You wore splendor and majesty. Meaning what? What is this verse telling us? When a person wants to take something from this world, which is the aspect of what it said in the verse, that you wore splendor and majesty, which are the legs which are enclosed within this world, because we said the lower levels of holiness, which represent the feet, are enclosed, are revealed in this world. But not the upper levels, so only the feet. But the feet possess a radiance from that those upper levels. But when a person wants to wear hod vehadar, we're going to see something here that this is a reference to the feet. How? Because we go to the asterisks, go to the side. The legs, the feet represent Netzach and Hod, the Sfirot of Netzach and Hod. Which represent splendor and majesty. And this is written in the Sabbath of Mishpatim in the Zohar. When it's in the verse that you wore splendor and majesty, these are the two willow branches. This represents Netzach and Hod, the aspect of the legs, as is known. So we go back to the lesson. So we see here the Hod Ve'adar is reference to Netzach and Hod. 
So you're wearing that tzedakah, meaning you're taking in the radiance of the, or the, you're taking in the light of these feet. Um, so when a person wants to take something from this world, he will be, and he, which is the aspect of Hod Adar, he will become in the aspect of what he will turn into the state of Gadata Me'od, you become a very great Meaning what? The greatening and the broadening of your the broadening of your intellect will be with measure and constriction with proper steps. But then this is what it says, Me'od, very. Gadata Me'od, you are very great. What is Me'od, very? This represents the left side. Which represents, and from the left side, sorry, is where the tzimtzum, this constriction, takes place. We know that the left side, which represents din, is this concept of constriction. It's chesed is this concept of abundance. The left is this concept of measuring and balancing, so that there's not too much of it. This, so the left side is tzimtzum. This is me'od, very. That me'od is a reference to the left side. Even one who knows and understands what we were just saying. This, that we're talking about. Meaning this person merits to understand the hints that God is hinting him in every single thing. And if a person only wants to engage and involve himself with this, meaning understanding the hints and to constantly escape into this understanding of the way God works with him. Meaning a person only wants to engage, sorry, with the involvement of this world. From the fact that this person, um, um, wants to understand the hints that Hashem is sending him and hinting to him, meaning, if a person understands these hints, obviously the person is going to want to engage in just this and to understand the involvements of this world and just engage with the world because he can understand through the world, everything. That is happening in the world, whether it's in thought, speech, or action, he can understand God's hint. Rabbi Anu says a person's going to want to do that because he's inclined to do this. He understands the way God is speaking to him. But the truth is, it's not so. A person must have his tapkut, contentment. That a person should only um, be content from this world with what he needs, with what he with, needs, with what he with what he absolutely needs, what he's forced to need, Mizaram from this world, meaning only those things which he's, he, he necessarily needs, but not those things which are extra. Rabbeinu explain why a person cannot only just engage with the world and must have this aspect of balance where he only engages with the world with what he needs and not more for two reasons. The first reason is because this holiness, which is in which is enclosed within the involvements of this world, within this physical world, is the aspect of the legs as we saw. Because all the holiness which comes down to the world comes from this concept of the lower level of holiness, which is the raglin, the legs, the feet. But these feet possess a low level holiness. The sins I trod upon surround me. The sins that my heel step on surround me. So we see that the heels, what? That the klipot, the evil forces, surround it constantly, the heels. They surround the, the, the heels constantly. What does that mean? That the klipot, the evil forces, surround the feet. Meaning the, those low levels of holiness, 
they constantly want to nurture themselves from it. This is why it's a dangerous place. So a person cannot just dwell in the lower levels of this world because the lower levels of this world, or a person can't just dwell within the involvement of this world because all the involvements of this world which are received from the lower levels of the holiness, those lower levels of holiness are surrounded by evil forces. So if you constantly engage with this world and engage within the involvements of this world, then you're going to be closer to the evil forces and it's much more dangerous. This is why a person has to be content with only that which is necessary. And the second reason, for the fact that there's a greater service than this one, which is the the levels of holiness which are greater than these lower levels. And a person must serve Hashem with these services of holiness that are greater than those lower levels which represent the feet. So Rabbeinu says that even the great Sadiq and the Chacham, the wise person, the, the righteous person, who has a great intellect, who has a great mind, that he's so able to understand all the hints that God sends him and hints to him within every single thing of every single day. Even within the involvement of, even within mundane works. And this tzaddik or this chacham is able to serve God within the matters of this world. Even within mundane matters. So Rabbanu says, if, if, because the tzaddik understands these hints, he'll want to, he'll incline to want to engage with just this world, with, with just these mundane matters. Why? Because of the fact that he knows the hints within each and every single thing. And he's able to come close to Hashem through these matters. But the truth is, Rabbeinu says, this is not the right thing to do. For it's forbidden to increase and to put too much time within the abundance of this world. Even a person who understands these hints. Because of these two reasons, as we saw above. Because of the fact that this service within the abundance of this world is a dangerous place. As we saw above, the second reason. Because of the fact that there is a holiness and a service that is greater than this level that we're talking about. Which is what? The Kedusha, the sanctity of the Torah and the mitzvot, the commandments of Hashem. This is why even the one who knows these hints, as we saw above, needs contentment, needs to, he needs to have sufficiency. To be content with this world, just with that which is necessary. And this contentment that a person must have is the aspect of what we see in the verse, Ote or Kasalma. You wrapped light kasama like a cloak. This represents full light. Why for the Rashaim, the wicked people, they don't have contentment? Why it says in the Mishle, the belly of the wicked lacks. So we see that there's no contentment with the Rishayim. They always want more. They're greedy. We see that the light is lacking by the Rishayim. It says, The curse of God is in the house of the wicked. You look at the word Me'erat, it's upon the word Me'orot, which means luminaries, light. But we see Me'erat is missing that Cholem, that dot, 
between the Aleph and the Resh, or the Vav, sorry, the Vav, the Me'orot, it's missing those Vavs, which, um, or those two dots, um, um, that exist within the word Me'orot, which means full light. So we see it's Me'erat Hashem, because their light is lacking, Me'erat, it's a curse. But by the tzaddikim, we have contentment by the mere fact that we see in the verse in Mishle um, that the tzaddik eats to satisfy his soul. So we see the tzaddik has satisfaction. By the tzaddikim, this light is completed full. If we not, as it said in the Bereshit, and God saw that the light was good. Good is a reference to the tzaddik. As it says in Yeshaya, say of the tzaddik, kitov. That he is good. As we see in the Gemara Yoma, that the tzaddik is a reference to tov, good. So God saw that the light was good. We see that the light is actually referenced that it was good. What's good? Reference to the tzaddik. So we see that this tzaddik is light. Why? For the tzaddik has full light for the fact that he attained satisfaction and his contentment. And even from this contentment itself, you must separate off that contentment. Um, from that contentment, some tzedakah. This is the aspect of what it says in the verse. That God stretched out the heavens like a tent. Or kairiyah, sorry, like a curtain. For the Aron Abrit, the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, which represents Ani, the, po- the poor person, the pauper, stands under the curtain. And this curtain brings influx to this Ark of the Covenant. This is the reference to the tztaka, that the curtain acts almost as a tztaka. Perush, meaning what? The explanation is meaning through the tztaka, this charity that the mashpia, that this giver is in, that this giver is bestowing upon this receiver. Through this, there's creating a unity, a unification between the tzaddik. And the Knesset Yisrael, the gathering of Israel, which is a reference to the Shekhinah. The Tzaddik is able to give an influx to Knesset Yisrael, the Shekhinah. This is the same influx that occurs between the curtain that is given to the Ark of the Covenant, as we see. That God stretched the heavens like a curtain. We see that this curtain acts as a Shefa for the Aaron. This is where we will stop today. And God willing, we'll continue with the lesson, the Izrat Hashem, next class.